Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is another Street of the World segment and I'm taking you to Vancouver, Canada. And your guide for this adventure is local photographer Ian McDonald. Hello Ian, how are you doing? I'm fine, Valerie. How are you? Great. Well, I'm really glad because I've never been to Vancouver, and but it's definitely on my on my list uh, of possibly um, workshop location, um, and uh, and so I'm really looking forward to uh, to hearing uh, to hearing all about it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of lead a double life. I have been a paramedic for the last 20 years in Vancouver. And uh, being a paramedic responding to 911 calls, I've also been an educator. Uh, started out about 20 years ago teaching basic CPR classes. Now I teach paramedic classes. And as you can imagine, being a paramedic, we see some things. And so I've always had a creative outlet. Uh, I love to create. I love to share. For many years, I was a professional musician, but about 10 years ago, I got bit very, very hard by the photography bug. And so now my double life, the other side of my life is that I shoot professionally. I do some portraiture. I do some weddings. I have a relationship with... Um, Fuji Canada, I love their gear, as you do, I know. And uh, I do some camera reviews on their products. And I also shoot uh, street photography. It is my true love, and it is the style of photography that really feeds my soul. Great. And you just recently made a trip to Paris, right? I did. I actually travel a lot, uh, not as much as you, um, but this year so far, I've been in Seattle, I've been in San Francisco, I've been in Hawaii, I've been in Paris, and it looks like I'm going to manage to squeeze one more trip in before Christmas. So, you know, street photography and travel photography, they really do go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I find, as you probably have with your travels, that it doesn't really matter where you go in the world, people are people, and they all make great subjects for street photography. That's right, that's right. And actually, yeah, like probably many other people, you started your street photography while traveling and not really in your own city, right? I did, as a matter of fact, yeah. that's exactly correct. Yeah, that's how it was for me too. It took me years to actually see potential in uh, in Minneapolis because yes. because I associated street photography with travel, and um, and then when you start seeing your city in a whole new light, uh, well, then it's limitless and you'll never be bored. <laughs> I uh, just last week I taught a travel photography workshop, and I, one of the questions or comments from one of the people in the class was just the fact that it's really easy to take your backyard for granted. Yeah. And, and you think that it's a whole world out there when you're traveling. And when you come home, you have to look with fresh eyes sometimes and go, you know, I really live in a beautiful place. That's true. Well, and, and you you certainly do, because Vancouver is uh, it's one of the top most uh, pleasant cities to live in in the world. Or what what's, uh, what's with that? I well, hear. You're, you're absolutely correct. So we 
every year rank in the top 10 for the most livable cities in the world. Livable cities. That's the word I was looking for. That is the word. Yeah. Now, whatever that word means, we Mm -hmm. rank in the top 10. Um, This year, we were ranked third by the US Economist, I believe, for that ranking. You know, it's just, it's a beautiful city. It's one of those places where we're surrounded by the Pacific Ocean. We have a very mild climate, but within a short drive, we have uh, world-class skiing. You can actually, if you time it right in Vancouver, because many of our ski holes offer night skiing, you can actually play tennis during the day, and then you can go night skiing on the same day in a place that's maybe an hour drive from the downtown core. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. I, I, have, yes. I have friends who live there who just uh, absolutely love it. I haven't made a trip there yet, but um, it's also a young city, right? It is. I mean, all of Canada is young. And that really hit home for me when I was in Paris this summer. You really realize how new North America is compared to the rest of the world. But Mm -hmm. um, Vancouver really has come into its own in the last few decades, in my opinion. And uh, it, it isn't a huge city. When you look at Vancouver, the population of Vancouver City is only about 600,000. And the the whole greater Vancouver area is maybe two and a half million. Um, It's not a large city. The the downtown core of Vancouver, where we're going to spend most of our time talking about today, and where most people would stay if they traveled into Vancouver, it's only about four kilometers across the downtown core of Vancouver. Nice. That's... That's really easy to navigate. It's, you know, if you picture San Francisco without the hills, uh, it's a very similar size city, even smaller, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because that's the that's the best part. You know, you don't have to have a huge city as long as it's walkable. And Vancouver very much is. Every place we're going to talk about today is walking. There is no trains, no vehicles, no anything required except for one location. Okay, great. Well, let's uh, let's get started. I'll follow sure. you through the streets of Vancouver. Sounds great. Sounds great. So, you know, where we're going to start, um, I know I've made a map for you that I know you're going to have hosted on your website. So mm-hmm. for people that are listening... Um, the map is kind of numbered and color coded. And so we're going to be starting uh, at location number one. And that's a place called Waterfront Station. And Waterfront Station is sort of the central hub for all public transportation coming into Vancouver. So if you come into Vancouver, uh, flying through Vancouver International Airport, there's a direct train called the Canada Line, and it connects the airport to the downtown Vancouver area. And it's about a 28-minute train ride. So even arriving at the airport and coming into the city is quite easy. Uh, all of the commuter trains come into Waterfront Station. So from a street photographer's perspective, it has a couple of great things going for it. One is the architecture. It is uh, I think it was built in 1914. It's a neoclassical design. So you have these large windows. And when you get the right time of day, you get very powerful beams of light coming through them. And so if you like shooting silhouettes, you have beautiful architecture inside Waterfront Station, but you also have amazing light coming through the windows at the right times of day. Great. Yeah, I was so, just yeah, I was just at Grant Central in New York and same thing. You know, if you if you time it right, you have this those um that light coming in through the windows and those make for wonderful opportunities. Yes. I never call it Grand Central Station. It's Grand Central Terminal. And they will correct you on that very quickly in New York. Okay. Oh, yes. it is? <laughs> oh, yes. I got nailed on that right away last time I was in New York. I just um, call it Grand Central. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. You did the perfect neutral comment for it. I, I wish I had done that. Um, and so you get beautiful, beautiful silhouette shots inside. But when you're outside of, of Waterfront Station, because so much foot traffic goes by, there's always very interesting people um, 
busking, selling their products, um, asking for handouts. And when you get there at the commuter hours, of course, you get the waves of people exiting out of Waterfront Station that are off to their day's work. And you can get beautiful shots. If you're the type of street photographer that likes to just stand on a busy street corner and catch people as they go by, it's a great place to be for the morning commute. And through the winter, you know, we get very little snow in Vancouver, but we get a lot of rain. Our weather pattern is very similar to Seattle's. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get a little bit of an elevated platform, you just get these waves of umbrellas kind of going by underneath you each time the, the buses come in or the trains come in. And so it's a really great spot for a variety of shots. If you're willing to get up early enough in the morning and catch the commuters. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Fabulous place. Great place. Um, and then, you know, from there, I usually go east or west. One of the things about the downtown core of Vancouver is the downtown core of Vancouver is surrounded on three sides by ocean. And so no matter which direction you walk, you can always walk along the water pretty much. And so we're going to go counterclockwise to point number two on the map, which is an area where uh, we have something called Canada Place, the Vancouver Convention Center, and then a neighborhood called Coal Harbor. And Canada Place, if you look at it, um, it has a beautiful white roof kind of in the shape of sails. It reminds me quite often of the Sydney Opera House, actually, when I look at it in Australia. And that is our cruise ship terminal. And so the Alaska cruises that a lot of people take, they're based out of the Canada Place cruise ship terminal. So you get a lot of tourists in this area and a lot of very happy people because they're all on vacation. Sure. Yeah. Um, You get a lot of, again, buskers, people selling artwork in that area. And because it's adjacent to the Trade and Convention Center, depending what convention is in town that week, uh, you can also get some very interesting characters. Uh, We do anime conventions. We do um, comic cons and stuff like that here in Vancouver quite often. So it's a great area really just to find yourself an interesting background and wait for the right person to walk through because the variety of people is just endless in that area. Sounds like it. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Beautiful area. And if you walk past it, you get into a, a neighborhood called Coal Harbor, which is a little bit of a newer community for Vancouver. Uh, it's right on the water. So there are several uh, marinas. There's some floating homes. There are some high rises, uh, very expensive properties. Some of the upscale hotels are in this area. And because it's right on the waterfront, we have something we call the seawall, which is basically uh, a walkway that goes around the whole peninsula of downtown Vancouver and allows you to walk along the ocean. And so you'll catch a lot of people in Coal Harbor um, that are out jogging, rollerblading, cycling. So if you like panning and you like to capture, you know, street photography shots that have motion in them, it's a beautiful place for that because life is just going by at high speed there. Um, There's also a lot of couples out and about, uh, the young couples in love, the elderly couples in love. And there's some grassy areas along the water. So you can catch people Um, catching a snooze, reading books, artists sketching. I met a gentleman down there a week or two ago that was writing a novel on an old typewriter. So he had a stack. Yeah, (laughs) what a character. And he would not let me take his picture. And I, oh, it was such a beautiful shot too, but I respected that. Um, But he was just sitting there with a cup of coffee and a typewriter and he was working on his masterpiece. And so it's a really interesting area with a variety of people. You could also do... um you know, when people don't want their picture taken, I can just see a close-up of just his hands on the typewriter. It would have been a pretty cool shot. Were, were you able to do that? You know, I did. Yeah. I did. 
Yeah. And shooting the details, which is something I teach in my travel photography workshop, is it, yeah. it's a piece that I forget quite often, to be honest with you. Uh, shooting the, the the scenic cityscapes and, and doing portraiture, I'm quite comfortable with. The detail shots are the ones I usually think of about five minutes after I've left the person. But they're the ones that link the story together. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm working on that for sure. So yeah, that's the Coal Harbor area. You could spend 10 minutes there, but you could spend a day there if you're patient enough. And, and there's so many beautiful backdrops to let people come through that it is a, a really great place to spend some time. Fun. Okay. So where, where do we go? Oh, first, let's, let's just talk about climate. When, when is the ideal time to be there? Yeah, you know, so Vancouver, uh, There's the perception, of course, that Canada is covered in snow 10 months a year, which is not true. No, that's Minnesota. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and sadly, that has been. Did I see that it was snowing there yesterday? It was snowing last night already, yeah. And that oh. was October, what is it today? October 27? Yeah. So it's 26, which is actually normal, you know. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Vancouver's climate, the best time to come, I would say, and I say this to avoid the rain more than I say it based on temperature, probably May to September, May to early October is the sweet spot, like many places. Um, through the summertime, our high temps will range between 20 and 30 degrees Celsius. So that's maybe 75 or 80 Fahrenheit, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a the, little bit higher. Um, but that's pleasant. Oh, it's beautiful. It, it is beautiful. And because you're on the ocean, you quite often have a breeze. So you mm -hmm. can actually have beautiful temperature, but still have some wind, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, we, you know, in the winter, the highs might be six degrees Celsius. So that's probably putting it into about the 40s in terms yeah. of Fahrenheit. So definitely colder. We average about 150 or 160 days of rain per year. So definitely think Seattle when you think uh, weather, but that's predominantly our winter. So from about now right through until April will be our rainy season. And, you know, I love doing street photography in the rain. I oh, love doing photography in the rain. Uh, <laughs> my favorite picture from Paris was actually shot on my birthday this summer and it was pouring rain. And I grabbed an umbrella, a tripod and a camera and I ran like hell for the Louvre because I knew the reflections off of the wet pavement were going to be gorgeous. Yeah. And so, you know, for some people, they don't like the rain. I, I would definitely say if you're that kind of person, um, aim for the May to late September, early October timeframe. Mm -hmm. But the temperatures are, are beautiful through that timeframe. Yeah, I'm actually thinking of adding a weekend workshop in Vancouver in August, uh, because that's probably the only time I have room left for a workshop next yes. year. So that would be a good time to go. Um, anybody would probably enjoy having... Uh, you know, spending um, a few extra days there at that time of year, for sure. I, I think they would. And, you know, the temperature, it, it'll be, uh, you know, we actually hit 30 degrees Celsius a few days in August this year. But again, because you're right in the downtown core on a peninsula surrounded by the ocean and you get the breezes, you don't notice the heat as bad downtown, in my opinion, as you do when you get a little bit more inland and and you can be cooking. Yeah, <laughs> can, but it's and it's hot. not humid, um, humid heat either. No, it's not. It's yeah. not. Vancouver can be a beautiful place. And, you know, coming here in August, you have the long days. Sunset isn't until nine or after. And then the sunsets are beautiful. So, mm. you know, it would be a fabulous time for you to be here yeah. for sure. Great. So where, where do we go next? Well, we're going to go uh, point number three on the map, which is Robson Street. And Robson Street has a few areas that I absolutely uh, love. So 
The upscale shopping district in Vancouver is sort of centrally located along parts of Robson Street. So, you know, think of it like Vancouver's version of the Champs-Élysées in Paris or Fifth Avenue in New York. Um, the stores like Tiffany, stores mm-hmm. like uh, Victoria's Secret, stores like Nordstrom's. And and so that type of upscale shopping feel. And, and I love, love shooting places like that. Uh, I have a beautiful picture outside of Victoria's Secret, actually, of two teenage boys staring in the window at the <laughs> lingerie. And I just, I adore that picture. And and so you can shoot dichotomy there, but, you know, the people that are, they're dressed to the nines and they've got the beautiful dresses and the heels and, and in this, in the fall, they have the turtlenecks and the scarves and, um, and they're happy. They're, they're shopping, right? They're out mm-hmm. doing their thing. It's, it's amazing around Christmas time. You know, you may need an umbrella to keep your camera dry but you get a lot of great shots of of shopping in the upscale area. And then my favorite place in the city to shoot street actually is sort of centrally located on Robson. And it's an area called Robson Square. And Robson Square is actually three blocks or so uh, wide. And at one end of Robson Square, it's anchored by our provincial courthouse. And then at the other end, it's anchored by the Vancouver Art Gallery. And there's sort of a pedestrian area and green space in between. And it even has an outdoor skating rink, which is active during the winter. Yeah. And so you have uh, an amazing group of people by default in that area, because you've got all the people that work in the law courts. Um, One of the local universities has a campus there, so you get a lot of young people there. Um, The art gallery has amazing steps outside of it, and the steps are just hotbeds of activity. You've got people coming out to sit on them and have lunch in the sunny weather. Um, There's always opportunities to get photographs of people walking up and down the steps. I saw a photograph that you did in Paris of a lady walking up the steps at La Defense. Mm -hmm. And and so that type of feel, um, very much you can capture there. More minimalist, uh, adding the human element in the urban landscape. Very much. And, and, you know, that right there goes to me, the heart of what street photography is. Uh, There's definitely people that when they start street photography, they tend to focus on the the grittier parts of life, the the homeless, that kind of thing. And to me, street photography is just, it's all about people. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I realized this year for me that all of my work as a paramedic and as an educator and doing portrait photography and weddings, really, I just love people. And, and capturing people in their environment, for me, is what street photography is all about. And, and you can do that around the art gallery on those steps beautifully. The other part of the art gallery that is great if you go on weekends is, for some reason, the back steps of the art gallery have really become a focal point for um, rallies, for protests. And so you can really see some amazing characters there. It, it might be a legalizing marijuana rally. It might be a protest against the war in Syria rally. But you really capture um, interesting groups of people if you're willing to go down there on the weekends and just spend a little bit of time. Good way to um, own your photojournalist skills, too. Actually, Those- you're very... Yeah, rallies. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, in, in those rallies, when you capture, you know, those, um, um, whether they're rallies or demonstrations, you become more of a photojournalist and you can really um, focus on real storytelling images in the street. Yes, very mm-hmm. much so, very much so. And, you know, for street photography, the goal 
is always to tell that story with one photograph, but sometimes an essay can be so powerful. And I think of, yeah. And I think of my favorite works as a photographer and the people whose work that I love and, and it's usually the essays Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you can definitely do that at the art gallery. Uh, I've had amazing conversations there with, um, skateboarders and people that are homeless. And, you know, I'm not one to photograph the homeless per se. I interact with them as a paramedic all the time. And virtually all of the people that are homeless are actually amazing people with amazing stories that just hit a bad patch of their life. For sure. Yeah. And, and, If I interact and have a story to tell, though, um, I'm happy to ask the person if I can make their portrait and tell their story. And to me, that's a much more um, uh, humane's not the word, but it's a more respectful way of of making a portrait of somebody that's down on their luck than just grabbing a quick candid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Taking the time and and sometimes it just makes their day if you, you know, if you ask the right questions and and um, and then, you know, then ask to photograph them, but do a do it for sure in a respectful way. And and storytelling images, where you actually have the establishing shots, the medium shots, and then some details. So it's really becoming an essay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so on that art gallery, you know, like I say, I've made those photographs. I sometimes will just plot myself on the street corner and zone focus to about three or four feet and just capture people as they walk by when the light changes because there's so many great crowds down there. There are other times where some of the steps there have really interesting geometry. And so if you angle yourself right, you can make beautiful photographs of people walking through the geometrical shapes of the steps. It's, it's a really great spot, really a hotbed. I've spent entire afternoons there. So what what number was that on the map? I have the map open now. Yeah, so that's Which actually one? number three, the Orange Street. Okay, Rossi great. Street. Mm-hmm. And that area is right by the letter O or it, where Vancouver is written. And yep. for your readers, when they see the map or your okay. listeners, they'll understand that. Yep. Okay, so great. yeah, I, you know, like I say, oh, and the best thing about that area are the food trucks. Because if you're a foodie, I'm a foodie. Yeah. There is amazing food around that area too. That's great. Yeah. So that's Robson Square, a great place to spend some time. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And if you keep going down Robson Street to the east end of the map, there is the Vancouver Public Library. And the Vancouver Public Library is an amazing building in terms of architecture. It has uh, an inner courtyard, but it has a very high glass-covered ceiling, so it feels like it's open court. And the people that are there, again, you've got the mix of the um, the people that aren't working and just like to spend all day long at the library. You've got university students and you've also got business people that are there for meetings. And then there are steps on the back of it where, again, people like to hang out. And so it's another sort of central location where you can just set yourself down and not look for the right person, but just set the stage with your camera and let the right person walk through your scene. Yeah. And you're pretty much guaranteed to capture a great image there great yeah yeah so now we move to the area number four on the map we do we're going to yale town which i love this area yale town uh was an area that was all industrial prior to about the mid 80s it was a shipping area a lot of warehouses a lot of warehouses in decay um, some train yards and train tracks running through there and after we hosted uh, the world expo in 1986 it was an area that went through quite a revitalization and so they've maintained a lot of the feel of it a lot of the warehouses were converted but it's now very much a young urban area a lot of um, 
art galleries, a lot of, you know, architectural businesses, high tech, a lot of great restaurants. But most importantly in Yale Town is it's, again, right along the ocean and there's the seawall there. And so along that walkway, you have a lot of cafes and a lot of restaurants with patios. And I know for myself, when I'm in cities like Paris, that's one of the things I love to do is just plop myself down at a cafe and watch people go by. And I can do that for hours in Yale Town the same way I did in Paris. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So more of a hipster type of town, t- type of neighborhood, right? You know, I was Call. trying to avoid that word, but that's exactly what Yelp out is. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. Let's, yeah. that's what you it is. You are on. So to the hipsters, uh, we use that word uh, as a sign of respect, but that's exactly right. what it yeah. is. Yeah. I would never use it as a derogatory term. No, I know oh. you wouldn't. And you know, the difference between Yale Town and Paris is a glass of pop doesn't cost $8 in Yale Town. <laughs> but I'm sure you can get really, really good coffee. <laughs> oh, you know, it was uh, my wife loved the role reversal in Paris where she could get a bottle of wine for $4 and I was spending $8 on a glass of pop. So I, I think she'll move to Paris if she has her way. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you think of Yale Town and you think of the young uh, urban and hipster, hipster is very much the right word for Yale Town. Uh, you get a lot of people along the seawall. Uh, again, people that are jogging. We have a very um, fit focused uh, culture in Vancouver. So a lot of people exercise. A lot of people are, are um, cognizant of the food that they eat. And so it's not uncommon to sit along the seawall and get people that are, again, rollerblading, cycling. You can rent bicycles right by the seawall there in Yaletown. And so it's a great place to capture that type of motion. Um, people with their pets out on the patios. There's amazing, and actually one of the photographs that I'm, I've provided you for this um, is a great shot of two gentlemen sitting with their dog. But sometimes the animals and the interaction of the animals with the people in Yaletown uh, make for some of my favorite photographs from mm-hmm. that area in terms of street photography. Yeah. Yeah, so a great area for that kind of thing. Great. Yeah. Awesome. So now okay. we're moving to an island. We are. We are. And, and you know, the amazing thing, even about the places we've talked about so far, Valerie, is that everything that I've talked about so far, you could do in a half a day or a day, or you could spend a day in each place. Sure. And like, like most street photographers, mm-hmm. you know, you, you tend to learn a neighborhood more. But we're going next to Granville Island. And to get there, um, we're going to take what's called the Aqua Bus, which is essentially a water taxi. And it, it costs a couple bucks to get on and you hop on it at Yale Town and it's maybe a 10 or 15 minute ride across the water and it drops you off at Granville Island. So that's kind of a fun thing to do too if you don't live in an area where there's ocean. So Granville Island, the, the closest analogy I could really think of for Granville Island is Pike Place Market in Seattle for those of oh, you that have okay. been to Pike Place. Mm-hmm. But much more of an artistic feel. So the the central focal point of Granville Island is a university called Emily Carr. And some of your listeners, if they if they like art, might be aware of Emily's work. And so the university is named after her, a very famous artist. And so the central focus point of the island is the university where people can do degrees in art. But then sort of what's built up around it are the just a plethora of amazing little shops and artists at work. So you can watch people making totem poles. There are um, places where you can watch people doing pottery, um, artists painting, Uh, Because of that culture, there are always street performers, amazing musicians and buskers and entertainers there. There's a a very large public food market, and this is where my analogy to Pike Place comes in. Um, So if you are after fresh fish, if you're after produce, if you are like
like me and like a sweet treat and an eclair maybe. Um, you can get some great food there. And then just sit outside along the water and photograph or watch the street entertainers, wander through the shops. All of the artists on the island are very open and receptive to people coming in and watching them work and talking with them. And there's even a huge uh, water park there. So if you're traveling with your family, um, I know quite often what I do when I'm there is my wife stays with my daughter in the the children's area, mm-hmm. and I wander the island for a few hours and do street photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the <laughs> way to do it. Get the family busy doing something for an hour or two and then wander the streets on your own. Oh. And thankfully, I have a very patient and understanding wife who understands my need to be out with the camera. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, traveling with a family, I try not to uh, to take too much time for my photography because I, I do that the rest of the time. But uh, whenever I can, you know, if they're busy in a museum or something, then I'm like, okay, let's just, uh, I don't really want to go see that museum. I'll meet you in an hour. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I know for myself... Uh, when it's time for me to put the camera away because it's when my wife starts holding my hand when we're walking down the street. Okay. So that, that means that I can't pull away and start doing street photography. That's when she's <laughs> had enough. Those moments where all of a sudden she's 100 yards down and she turns around and I'm gone because I've stopped to talk to somebody. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I, I wrote the article about um, things to um, to keep in mind when you're dating or or married to a street photographer. Yes, and, yeah. They yes. have to be very patient with us. Yes. <laughs> Bless them. Bless their souls. Um, so when you're done at Granville Island, you can actually take the water taxi to uh, area number six on the map, which is English Bay. Uh, and, you know, we're not going to talk a lot too much about it other than to say it is a um, beautiful beach area. It's a beautiful place to watch sunsets. And so as a street photographer, you know in the evening when you're approaching sunset time, it is going to be packed with young couples and friends and people out just sitting to enjoy the sunset. And there is an amazing uh, selection of people there to meet, to photograph. Mm -hmm. Nice for silhouettes. Oh, gorgeous. gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And we get beautiful, beautiful sunsets uh, throughout the summer months and spring months in Vancouver. So you're absolutely correct about that. It's a great place for that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, So number seven on the map is the Green Strip. And that is, uh, it's Granville Street, but we affectionately call it the Granville Strip. And the easiest way to describe the Granville Strip is really just to give you some buzzwords. And so I think of words like uh, nightlife, neon signs, bars, nightclubs, sex shops, restaurants. Every city has an area like the Granville Strip. And, and during the day, it, it's okay to walk through. A lot of times during the day, you'll see, um, you know, groups of young people that are either skateboarding or, you know, choosing to live on the street um, or just hanging out in front of bars and stuff like that. You'll see patrons going in and out of the sex shops. Granville Street comes alive at nighttime. And that's when the bars are open and the nightclubs are going full force. And there's an area of Granville Street that's actually closed off to public transit. So, or public traffic, I should say. So the only vehicles that move through this area really are emergency service vehicles and some buses. And so it's basically a pedestrian walkway. And at nighttime, when people are moving between the bars and the nightclubs, it's a great opportunity for nighttime street photography, if you like doing that kind of thing. Great. And it sounds like Vancouver is extremely safe. Vancouver is extremely safe. You have to have street smarts, but that goes for any yeah, city. Yeah, anywhere, yeah. Yeah, and for myself, you know, I 
a long time working as a paramedic and spending time on the streets. I feel very comfortable in any city on any street, but mm-hmm. much like yourself, doing as much street photography as you do, you learn to trust your spidey sense and, and not put yourself in a bad situation. Um, overall, though, it is very safe in Vancouver, and the areas that it's not safe are, are well documented. We're going to talk about one of them today. Okay. Um, and, and the police have a very good presence. So, yes, I, I think it is safe. Great. Yeah. So now we're going, there is a Chinatown, right? There is. And I'm really quick, I'd like to mention one thing just above Chinatown on the map. There's a little coffee emblem and the word revolver. And and that is a coffee shop. And I'm not plugging their business because I want people to go there. It's actually a great landmark. Revolver Coffee is sort of a hotbed for photography in Vancouver. Uh, the owner, a gentleman named Terry, is a photographer himself, a very good photographer. And his shop has hosted um, different photographic events. When Eric Kim is in town, he spends some time shooting around Revolver Coffee. Um, they've hosted Leica events. And uh, it's just, it's a hotbed. So if you're a photographer and you like good coffee, that's definitely a place you want to visit. Okay. And the alleys, Vancouver has a lot of graffiti and murals in the alleyways and there's a website i think it's just called vancouvermurals.com but you can google it and it'll give you a map to where all the different artists have done their graffiti and so the alleyways in vancouver which a lot of people here as tourists miss are beautiful to walk through i wouldn't photograph just the graffiti and the murals because i'm just replicating somebody else's artwork Mm -hmm. Um, but if you wait long enough you can definitely get the right person walking by and hopefully interacting with those murals and and that makes for a, a really fun street photograph sometimes. For sure. Or sometimes maybe even the artists doing Oh, absolutely. The you know, yeah. I, I haven't had that yet, unfortunately. Um, and I would love to. There's one there that is a, a beautiful mural and it has a gentleman on it. And I have a picture in my mind of a person looking at it the right way. And I have stood in front of that wall now. I think probably for 12 hours at various <laughs> points and I have not found my right person yet, but I'm going to keep going back until I find it. Cause I've got a picture in my mind and it's driving me crazy now. Yeah. But you know what? Once you get it, then you'll never go there again. Well, it's true. And that's okay, but yeah. it's going to just drive me crazy until I do. So I will be <laughs> back there. Um, but yeah, so you mentioned Chinatown. So Vancouver's Chinatown is sort of a neighborhood that's changing a little bit. We used to have one of the largest historic Chinatowns in North America. Um, And some Chinatowns have very much sort of maintained their culture. I love San Francisco's Chinatown. Every time I spend time there, um, I will spend days, because I go to San Francisco every year, and I'll spend days sometimes in San Francisco's Chinatown. Vancouver's is a little bit different. What's happened over the years is that we, we actually have a very, very... Um, multicultural society. And we have a large contingent of people that have come from China and moved here. But they don't move to Chinatown these days. They they tend to move into the outlying areas because, of course, property is so expensive in downtown Vancouver. And so what's ended up happening over the years is Chinatown has gone a little bit into decline. Uh, and and you don't get the, the young population growth that tends to keep a neighborhood um, vitalized and fresh, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely an authentic feel to Chinatown. And there is definitely a community revitalization plan. But when I think of Vancouver's Chinatown compared to some of the other places I've been, it's definitely smaller and it's definitely a changing area. Uh, What I do love about Vancouver's Chinatown, though, is that part of the revitalization, they have painted these amazing murals on on the walls of sort of historical um, what Chinatown looked like back in the day. And those murals 
just give you the best backdrops ever for waiting for the right authentic person to walk through. Mm-hmm. And and it, and I, it's a shooting gallery. I've never missed uh, on those murals because it's very much, uh, it gives you an authentic feel and then you just wait for the right person to come through. It's almost too easy sometimes if you're patient enough. Yeah. And there's also uh, a gardens down there. It's a Japanese garden, but it's called, um, it's named after a gentleman named Dr. Sun Yat-Set. And it's a great traditional garden to walk through. And so, yeah, that's basically the Chinatown, a little bit smaller uh, and a neighborhood and change. But if you find the right street corners and wait, you can still definitely get some very authentic photographs. Wow, this is this is awesome. I mean, uh, it seems like it's such a small area, but there's so much diversity in the neighborhoods. I love it. Yeah. And and the last place um, in terms of recommendations, and then I've just got a couple of other things to mention, uh, Gastown. Mm-hmm. So number nine on the map, Gastown was actually the original downtown core uh, going way back in the day. And the reason it's called Gastown is there was a gentleman named Gassy Jack, and he came here in 1867, and he opened up the first saloon, the first bar. And so Gastown is an area that started out like much of Vancouver as industrial and based around um, railroad lines and shipping and that kind of thing, um, but has been revitalized. And it's maintained some of its old feel. So it still has cobblestone streets. It still has some of the old architecture. It still has a steam clock that goes off at set time intervals. And so it really has a feel to it that you don't really get that in any other part of Vancouver because it has that historical feel to it. But of course, the businesses over the years have been replaced. And so now there's a lot of upscale uh, restaurants and nightclubs. There's a lot of, you know, architects and high tech and the types of industries that are attracted to to locations like that. Gastown and Granville Island are probably the two busiest tourist areas. So when, when you walk through them in the summertime, it's busy and, mm-hmm. and much like, and I know you, you can appreciate the difference between Paris in August and Paris off season. Yes. Yes. And, and so uh, Gaston has a little bit of that same thing. You know, you can be shoulder to shoulder when you walk through there in August and not to say you can't find great photographic opportunities, but it's not the same as when I walk through there in April. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a little bit of a different feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I, and I think most destination cities are like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like when you go to San Francisco, the the last place I want to shoot is where those, you know, by the waterfront, what they call Pier. Oh, I can't remember now. It's, it's Pier 39 and Fisherman's. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's and that's what most people see because they get on the ships, they get off there, they tour that area, they get back on the ship and yes. they never and they miss they miss what San Francisco is all about. And, and you're so right, because when, when I think San Francisco and street photography, I, I think about Chinatown, I think about the Mission yes. District. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's some amazing areas, and it's it not is. Sherman's Wharf by any stretch. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, you know, the thing about Gastown in terms of the map, when, when your listeners are looking at it, is that basically puts you right back at waterfront. So you essentially just took, if you did all that in a day, um, which would be quite the day, but you, you just walked about 15 kilometers probably. Okay. Which for a street photographer sometimes is a normal day, right? Yes. Um, but you could easily plop yourself down in a hotel right in the middle of that and get three or four really solid days of shooting out of the locations we just talked about. Oh, absolutely. So uh, hotels, Airbnb, a lot of those uh, opportunities. Um there are. It can be quite expensive. I, yeah. I would say the one thing people coming to Vancouver have right now is the the dollar against the Canadian dollar. Mm-hmm. 
it, which has fluctuated a lot. You know, if I think about even a year or two ago, the Canadian dollar was on par or worth more than the US dollar. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now it's dropped by 30% against the US dollar. So, you know, some of the downtown Vancouver hotels, if you don't do them through Priceline or you don't search out an Airbnb, you're, you're looking at two to $300 a night. But Canadian, so that, you know, take a third off yeah. of that if you're coming from the US or if you're coming from parts of Europe. For sure. Yeah. I mean, look, I was just in New York and you don't get anything for less than three or four hundred dollars a night in no, Manhattan. And it's tiny, tiny, tiny. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. It's almost like you're taking a shower in the sink. That was my last place <laughs> I stayed at in New York City. You know, and the one last thing that I wanted to mention, um, we have a lot of festivals. We have a lot of uh, we have something called the Festival of Lights, which is a fireworks competition that we host every summer. And so it's different nations. There's usually four nations that compete against each other. And it's done on the water outside of English Bay. And if you time your arrival to one of the conventions or the Festival of Lights, you will often have days where there are hundreds of thousands of people pouring into the downtown core. And some people love that and some people don't. Um, We also host a very large pride parade and uh, a few other things like that. We have a marathon that runs through Vancouver in the summer. So if you are coming during what we would consider to be, you know, the touristy season, definitely look on the Vancouver website for upcoming events because you may love to be here during those times or or you may hate (laughs) to be here during those times. Yeah, being being in a downtown area when there is a, a marathon is uh, a little challenging. Yes. I actually was in San Francisco once when President Obama was staying at the hotel next door to mine. Oh. And and it was just, I mean, street closures and blockages yeah. and, and security everywhere, as you can imagine. And it does change your trip. It changes your vacation. Definitely. For sure, and so yeah. if you're coming in the summer, I would watch for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that's all the great stuff. There was just one other thing I wanted to mention if we're still okay for time. Yes, go ahead. And it was on the map in the top right corner, you'll see an area called the downtown east side. Okay. And I haven't colored it and I haven't numbered it. And the only reason I mention it is that this one particular area is an area that is incredibly rich in people that are homeless, that have mental health issues, that have drug addictions. Um, There's a lot of social housing there, but it is an area that I would say for the average tourist or photographer coming to Vancouver, it's probably an area to avoid. And not to stereotype it, I myself as a paramedic have worked in that area many times. And I've met amazing people. You know, I would never um, hold anybody with disdain because I've met people down there that are former lawyers and doctors that somehow went down the wrong path in life. and, And now they're homeless and drug addicted and have a mental health issue. But it is very pronounced when you're in that area. And every now and then I'll see tourists kind of wander into that area with their families. And you can see the looks on their face because they're not used to being area, in areas like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if on your trips to San Francisco, you've ever been in an area called the Tenderloin down on Market Street by 5th and 6th. Just no. sort of, yeah. And it's the same kind of feel. And okay. many cities have areas like that. Um, it's a great place to walk through if you have street smarts and you want to interact with people. But I would say for the average person visiting Vancouver, probably an area that you don't want to go unless you're going for a specific reason. Okay, sounds good. Well, that's that's good to know. And uh, wow, this has just been great. You were so prepared and the map is awesome because um, that gives me a really good idea of where everything is. And uh, I'll definitely definitely link it on the show notes. Now, uh, where can people go and see more of your work, Ian? 
Yeah. So I have uh, most of my stuff up on my website at ianmacdonaldphotography.com. And the website is a mix of uh, photography, blogs about travel photography, about street photography. Um, There's some gear reviews on there. So most of the gear reviews are centered around Fuji's products because I love them so much and use them for all my shooting. And that's a great starting point. I am very active on Twitter, which of course is where you and I connected. And my Twitter handle is at Ian M photography. And I keep all of my street photography. Actually, my main street photography gallery is on my Instagram account. And that is just Ian McDonald photography. Awesome. Um, So definitely. And you do lead some, some tours? I haven't started tours yet. It's actually funny you say that. I, I've done some workshops on travel photography okay. uh, is what I've been doing. And I've actually got my first uh, presentation on street photography coming up in January. I'm just working out the details for that now. And it's sort of the the natural um, the natural combination of my loves. I've been teaching for 20 years. My post-secondary education is in teaching. And so now I'm just taking what I love to do, which is to teach, and I'm starting to move that into the photographic world. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of a new undertaking for me. I'm really excited about it. The first travel photography talk that I did last week went very, very well. And I'm very much looking forward to the next one. Awesome. Well, I wish you all the best. And uh, I'll definitely be in touch before I head out to Vancouver. Oh, that would be fabulous. And actually, yeah, I would like to take advantage of it being um, so much cheaper for Americans to travel there right now. So uh, so now th- this next year would be a good time to do it. I just oh, it had a, a Vancouver um, um, uh, workshop participant from Vancouver in Paris for a week, and uh, she was just so much fun. Actually, she's coming to, to Rome uh, in April as well. And she, she said, you would just love it, love it, love it. And uh, I know I would. <laughs> It's just you there would. are so many places and so it's little fabulous. time. <laughs> and, you know, and I know you've had Eric on your show and, and he does workshops here and, yeah. and he's had uh, very good things to say about Vancouver. So we'd love to have you for sure. For sure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ian. Thank you, Valerie. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show and then to check out... Uh, the map that Ian provided, as well as some uh, photographs that he took in, that he took in the streets uh, on the streets of Vancouver. And uh, if you enjoy the show, please don't forget to share on social media, spread the love, and then leave us a rating on iTunes. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Mm-hmm.